Broadway Sword Podcast, the hockey podcast that talks about Buffalo Sabres and New York Rangers hockey, hosted by John Scuza. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. I'm your host, John Scusa, and today we're going to recap both the New York Rangers and Buffalo Sabres week as they played their final games leading up to the All-Star break and the what would have been the Olympic winter break, but the NHL decided to take all the games that were that were postponed by COVID and put it during that winter break so the NHL players will not be going to Beijing for the Winter Olympics this year. So we're going to start out with the New York Rangers. So the New York Rangers, they had a trend early on in this week with their games. And then they finally had a like statement win at the end of their week going into the break. So let's break it down. So to start out, they played the Columbus Blue Jackets back on... January 27th, and they lost 5-3. to So this is the start of this trend. So the Rangers went up 2-0 really quickly in the game. They were up 2-0 in under 5 minutes. There was goals by Artemi Panarin and Barkley Goodrow to give the Rangers that 2-0 lead. Well, then the Columbus Blue Jackets came storming back and tied it 2-2 at the end of 1. And then the Blue Jackets just absolutely dominated the second period. Mika did try to make it a one-goal game as the Blue Jackets were up 4-2, but it was to no prevail as the Rangers end up losing 5-3 in Columbus. The Rangers heavily outshot Columbus 36-19 that game, so that's not a good look for the Rangers. Alexander Yorkiev did not have a good night in that, but... I expected this from Columbus, especially the night prior when they got absolutely destroyed by the Calgary Flames, 6-0, and they gave up 62 shots on net. So I had expected Columbus to come out with a little more fire and a little more offensive presence against the Rangers. So, And then some pretty bad news for the Rangers in that game. Adam Fox got hurt. He left the game with an upper body injury. So he was shut down till the all-star break so he will be back after the all-star break Jar Gallant said it was not that bad of an injury but Fox will not be going to the all-star game and he will be resting up for the Rangers makeup games in two weeks so moving on to the next game the very next night they were at home taking on the Minnesota Wild it was Hendrick Lundqvist jersey retirement night it was a great ceremony for Hank and his number has been raised into the rafters of New York Rangers Immortals. So good for him. I always loved watching him growing up and I'm very happy for him that he was able to get his number retired by the Rangers. So this is the second straight game. The Rangers went up two nothing. They were all it was all Rangers in the first period. They were up two nothing. And then the second and third period, Minnesota just came back and just dominated three unanswered goals for the Wild. And again, the second straight game of the Rangers blew another first period 2-0 lead. Former New York Ranger Matt Zuccarello scored against the Rangers, which has been another trend for the Rangers this year. There's a lot of former Rangers that have played for them in the last like five years have come back into the Garden or even on Rangers away games and just scored against the Rangers. So... That's another trend that's not looking good for the Rangers at the very moment. 
And then there was a last-minute goal that would have tied the game for the Rangers, but it was called off due to the goalie interference. A lot of Rangers fans were not happy saying that wasn't goalie interference. I've always been meh about the goalie interference rule. I mean, if you're going to call off a goal, it's got to be blatant. And a lot of Ranger fans saying that wasn't blatant. And I don't even think that was that blatant. And then another bad thing for the Rangers that game was they had 10 giveaways in the game, which is not a good look, especially if they're going to be a playoff team. Giveaways, double-digit giveaways are not going to help them in the long run in the playoffs. So then on Sunday, January 30th, they took on the expansion team, Seattle Kraken, at home, and they won 3-2. It was not a very convincing 3-2 win, though. The Rangers, they played flat. They played really, really flat. Gerard Gallant, after the game, thought it was great for the win, but they looked awful. And I would totally agree. They were up 2-0 for a third game in a row, and they blew it again. Seattle tied at 2-2. Thank God Keandre Miller scored with 34 seconds left in the game to give the Rangers the 3-2 win. And then another thing with this game was Seattle heavily outshot the Rangers 42-24. That's horrible. Thank God Eor Shesterkin is a Vesna-esque goaltender and can shut the door on people on or can shut the door on teams and keep the Rangers in games like this one and again with the giveaways they had eight in this game and that was just not not a good look for the rangers so they their last three games were not good blowing two nothing leads playing flat just not looking good so this upcoming break for them is very well needed and then their final game before the break on february 1st the rangers win five to two over the florida panthers and it's their first convincing win since they beat the tampa bay lightning earlier this season this is a huge statement win this was a game the rangers really needed to show their doubters that they can beat good teams well they beat the best team points wise in the nhl 5-2 in a great game where they just took it over after the first period they were dominated in the first period they walked out of the first period 1-1 but then after that after the the panthers scored a power play goal to go up 2-1 and then the rest of the game was the rangers they just took the game over, and they absolutely dominated. Chris Kreider and Mika Sabanajev are unstoppable this year. They are just a perfect connection, like Stroman, Panarin, and Kreider had two goals in the game. Mika had the first goal that was 33 seconds into the game. Kreider leads the league in 33 goals this year going into the All-Star break. And another player that's starting to heat up and looking good that start you're starting to notice him is Alexi Lafreniere. Lafreniere had goals in back-to-back games. He had a goal in the Seattle game that was a basically tap-in empty netter after Amika Sabanajev shot rang off the post. And then he had a really nice goal in this game to help the Rangers. And you're starting to notice him. He's starting to heat up and play really better. Braden Schneider. Another kid, another young guy that a lot of Ranger fans are starting to notice, and even the media and analysts are starting to know. He's playing very, very well. He's playing a very good defensive style game, using his offensive skills when he needs to, and he looks like he's here to stay with the Rangers this season. And I'm very, very excited to see him play. And then Panarin continues his strong season. He finishes with 53 points. In just 47 games for the Rangers going into the All-Star break. 
he is all is advertised and he is worth every single penny the rangers pay him so the standings update for the rangers they are currently second or tied for first in the metro however you want to look at it with 64 points and a 30 13 and 4 record now the only way I, the only reason i say it that way is because carolina is in first place but they also have 64 points but they also have five games in hand on the rangers so that's why i say they're second in the metro so the upcoming schedule for the rangers for their makeup games so they will not play for like two weeks their next game is on tuesday february 15th they will be home against the boston bruins and then that thursday february 17th they will be home against the detroit red wings and then that sunday february 20th they will be taking on the ottawa senators up in ottawa so now on to the Buffalo Sabres. So the Buffalo Sabres have had a rough go to the first half of the season. It only got rougher for them as they as they were to go play their first game against the Arizona Coyotes in Arizona on January 29th. And there was rumors that they weren't going to have a goalie. There was no healthy goalie on the roster at the time. Michael Hauser had to go into COVID protocol. So Sabre fans and NHL fans were laughing and freaking out going, what are they going to do? Well, thank God Craig Anderson and Dustin Tokarski came off the injured list and they're both back for the Sabres. Craig Anderson actually had a really nice game with 27 saves in his return as the Sabres were able to beat the Arizona Coyotes 3-1. Buffalo took a 3-0 lead before Shane Gossespierre scored the lone goal for Arizona. And Alex Tuck continues to play well for the Sabres. He had a goal and an assist in this game against Arizona. So this was a very good win, even though the funny controversy surrounding that they might have not had a goalie for that game. And then the next game, the next night, they traveled to Colorado and lost 4-1. Colorado is a probably Stanley Cup favorite. They're a really good team, so I would not expect a young rebuilding Sabres team to really win against the Avalanche but the young talent is leading the way Dylan Cousins scored the lone goal and Tokarski made his return but he was of course handed a loss in this game but again back to the young talent they're leading the way they're starting to poke their heads through and starting to lead this Sabres team slowly but efficiently and it's bright to see them playing well here in the NHL. And then on February 1st, they dropped a game to the Vegas Golden Knights, 5-2. This was Peyton Krebs, Alex Tox, and Cody Eakins return to Vegas since their departures. Eakins signs with the, the Sabres in the offseason, and Tox and Krebs were, of course, a part of that Jack Eichel trade. Tox scored again against, uh, scored again and scored against his former team. Vegas dominated the whole game. They just really were they were up four nothing before buffalo even scored before alex tuck scored his goal craig anderson made 30 saves in the loss he was peppered with a lot of shots in this game but according to the stat sheet they really weren't dominated they just got beat by a good team i mean the vegas golden knights are another team that's very favored in the western conference to go win the stanley cup along with colorado so it's tough especially when you're on a road trip on the on the west coast 
to string together some wins. The Rangers always have that problem. Any Eastern Conference, and even when the Western Conference teams come here to the East Coast, they always struggle. So it's tough playing on the West Coast with the time changes and the travel and all that in such a short amount of periods of time. So I give the Sabres slight pass for this one because it's it's tough to play on the West Coast. So their current standing update, they are still 6th in the Atlantic. They have 35 points with a 14-24-7 record. They have a lot more games to make up than the Rangers do. So this one's going to be a mouthful to read off. So their makeup games start Thursday, February 10th at home against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And then that, follow, and then that Sunday, February 13th, they will be in Montreal to take on the Canadians. And then that Tuesday, they will be back home on February 15th to take on the Islanders. And then that Thursday, they will be also home February 17th to take on the Ottawa Senators. And then that Sunday, or I'm sorry, that Saturday, they will be home versus the Colorado Avalanche on February 19th. And then they will travel to Columbus Sunday, February 20th to take on the Blue Jackets in Columbus. So that is it for this episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next one.